<laughs> Almost the wrong intro. Pika. show pokemon after dark rye oh boy sword and shield part two wes it's me and you yep we're here oh well last we left off i think we got to the uh fourth gym when we decided to call it last time so let's pick up there uh gordy i think is the fifth gym leader is that right um oh crap yeah maybe yeah i think so um you know but what are your impressions of the gym at this at the gyms at this point? Because it's kind of it, it's they're kind of fall starting to fall into like a, a formula, I guess. Well, maybe not a formula, but you kind of know what you're kind of expecting at this point. But uh, Gordy is fucking terrible. I mean, I felt like there needed to be more difficult. Um. Yeah, I, you know what? I would agree with that. I didn't start struggling until the last one. Um, but Gordy's challenge was nightmarish. Um, Refresh me on what his challenge was again. I believe it is the uh, the, the sandstorm with the holes that you fall through. Oh, uh, mine was... Wait, no. Sandstorm. Mine was ice. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a snowstorm. My bad. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was like, I, at, at that point, I just kind of, I felt like it was faster to just kind of blast through it and just take a hold and then repeat myself faster than trying to use that little device. Uh, I felt through, like, all of them the first time, uh, and then the second and third, I fucking, bl- I, I, I aced them. I didn't fall, but, man, it was just, it was annoying when you well, want to just go. Like that little little thing that you have to use to, find the holes was not very reliable <laughs> oh by the way spoilers just fyi for any listeners uh it, you know by now though for sure like if you've got sword and shield and you're playing through it you probably already beat it because really it, it it takes me you could probably beat it in a day if you hardcore just played all day but you know it's been a couple weeks now for sure but if you don't want spoilers don't listen yeah, I'm sure one of the unfortunate ones I have to wait till Christmas, but yeah. Uh, my notes. I took. I was taking notes throughout the game. Um, I have to make a brief aside here. At this point in the game, you run into two Pokemon, especially that are the most adorable little bastards I've ever seen in my life, and that's Phalanx and Snom, and I just died. To be clear, Phalanx is a pure fighting type, and it it's a, uh, it doesn't, like, if you just saw the p- a picture of it, you'd be like, what the hell is that caterpillar-looking thing? But, actually, it's like, what is it, six, four, or five? Like, it's little, like six of them in a row, yeah. Yeah, and they're like little Spartan guys with their little hats and, and little shields, and they're freaking adorable. 
Um, and Snom is a little ice bug, like caterpillar, that's really super duper cute. I caught a whole bunch of those things just because I wanted all of them. Uh, apparently, I read they were rare spawns, but I saw them everywhere. I didn't have any trouble getting any of them. Uh, at this point, like, uh, what what is your team looking like, Wes? Is it change? Are you, are you finding yourself changing any, like finding stuff in the wild, or are you just kind of still sticking with the the same I'm dudes? Pretty much sticking with the same dudes for now. I mean, I've leveled a few other people up to help try to offset some other types, but for the most part, it, it's been pretty set from like early on. Uh. At this point for me, I'm still experiencing problems in the wild area. Like, I'm not getting new raids. I have, like, one, and I can't can't beat it. Uh, and so they won't refresh. But I will say, like, I did add Phalanx and Snom for a while, um, just for fun. I, I, I did get, thank you to Taylor, I got a uh, Nintendo Online account from her. Um and the wild area is just uh, completely different when you when you get on like real online. Like they gated a lot of stuff because as soon as I got online, there were raids everywhere. There were people everywhere zooming around on their bikes. Before, when I didn't have an online account, it was just me and nobody else, and like one raid a day, two raids a day if I could beat them, and it sucked. But man, it was a whole new ball game and. I'll also say, like, the watts you get from the empty dens, like, it's only, like, 200 watts every single time. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like, impossible to save up to get wishing pieces or other things. But when you go online, they're freaking everywhere. And you get 2,000 per raid before you even do the raid. And I, I got no shortage of stuff now, thanks to the Nintendo Online. It's kind of, I think it's kind of shitty that they gated it so much. But... Man, it's a totally different game, and it it definitely changed the difficulty of the game too. Because I got you know better Pokemon from the raids, uh, and it, that's another failing with the game. I think as well is is doing and, raids, and it helps that raids make you. It makes it so much easier to level up your Pokemon faster, and the fact that sometimes the raid Pokemon you get is already extremely high level. Yeah, and you're right, you're absolutely right. The candies like you can get. I, I think the first night of having Nintendo Online, um, me and Taylor got online, and we did just raid after raid after raid, and before it was all said and done, I had a level 100 Bolton, I had level 80, a couple of level 80 dudes, like, it was, it was just, it, it was a breeze, and it actually saved me late game, but I'll say uh, something that's kind of shitty about it is, man, this, this thing needs, like, the Switch needs voice chat. It really does. We had to go through Messenger and talk through our phones in order to talk to each other. Because there's yeah. no way to like send messages that I could find in-game to other people to coordinate. Just uh, just something to keep in mind. I, it, it really needs it. Like We shouldn't have to go outside the game in order to communicate. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's more of a platform thing because, you know, most people on switches are younger kids so they kind of gated uh, gated the voice i think to curb i think that's a cop-out because there's younger kids with playstations and xboxes too it is a cop-out but they're 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 actually i mean the switch is actually geared for younger people but it does have some older style games for older people too but it was more well 
You're gonna have features in your game where you can you can interact with other people and uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, cooperatively do things. It, it's really hard to do it when you can't communicate. You know, it, it really it shouldn't even be up. It shouldn't be up to Nintendo and their like kind of archaic online system. It should be up to parents to monitor their kids online and their interactions there. Just saying. Um, anyway, back to the game. Uh, let's see here. Something that really uh, caught me that made me laugh was I can't remember what the town's name is, but it's the one where you, you the, the snow one where you fight Gordy. Um, you have to meet Sonya in a basically what's like a family owned kind of crummy pizza looking joint. And it just so happens that there's an ancient tapestry from Galar's past there that helps unlock more of the mystery. And I was like, yeah, that's where you would find that, in that pizza joint, for sure. <laughs> and it seems like Sonya at this point also asks us out. So I'm going with the headcanon that I'm dating Sonya, which I'm all about because she's awesome. And, so, and, sorry, and sorry, Leon, right? <laughs> Who? Oh, I ain't dating Leon. What, what the no, hell? No, because you, her, it's like her and Leon are the ones always paired together. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They don't really have any interactions through most of the game. It was just kind of implied that they used to travel together when they were younger. Like when they did their challenge, like it that, seemed like they were almost sort of rivals. Leon around places, so you know, it's kind of like she used her Pokemon to help him around. Yeah, it seemed like she was the Misty to his Ash. That's what I think that they were kind of going for with that. Um, why are there so many shirtless dudes in the snow on Route 9? It's something I couldn't help but notice. You had swimmers. It's like freezing yeah. temperatures. Yeah, they're all on private beach on the friggin' ice, ice beach, yeah. At least those people acknowledge that it's so empty because it's so cold. But I couldn't help but laugh because all these people are mostly naked, and they're just like, you know, floating around next to an iceberg. Oh, whatever. Route 9 fucking sucks. I hated it. It was the worst route in the game. It, it's just, it was just a monster pain in the ass. You got stuff jumping up and around all over the place when you're trying to get around them. You know, the Mantikes and all that. You got hail whenever you go into battles. Uh, it was just and a pain. It was one of the longer routes, too. I, yeah. I, I, I at least like that, because some of the other routes, it's like, you know, a couple screens and bam, you're there, and I do like the Mantine and Mantike, like, jumping out of the water. I think that's, a, like, a neat mechanic. Like, uh, you can still catch them through fishing, but, like, you could also, like, try and chase them down as they jump up and down out of the water. And I had a hell of a time with that first Mantike. Uh, I just could not, for whatever reason, get over where he's going to jump out. I kept trying to get gauge where he was going to jump to instead of where he was going to jump out, and that was my problem. But I actually kind of like that. Uh, in the wild area, though, it happens too much, like, and later on in Route Nine, it happens. It just—it's there's too many of them doing it. And um, sneezes uh, are just too fast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, gra what is it called? Uh, I call it upper octopus guy. Grab talk? Is it grab talk? The the blue wrestler octopus that's pure fighting type. That yeah. thing, that thing is a they modeled that thing. Its movements. It's a freaking H.P. Lovecraft nightmare. Yeah. But he's really cool. I could not catch him. 
I kept either killing him. Uh, yeah, I kept killing him. It was really hard to catch him. I didn't actually get him later until I got the Lake of Rage. But uh, at this point, you got the uh, you know the bike with the balloons on it, and so you can ride your bike through the water, which is very much needed to get to the Lake of Rage or th over the Lake of Rage in the wild area where you can get things like dittos and stuff. And this is when I think me and you uh, started really getting into, like, trying to breed. There's some high-level Pokemon over there. I will say, at this point, having spent so much time in the wild area, it's kind of losing its shine a little bit because there's... It doesn't seem like there's a rhyme or reason as to what Pokemon spawn there. Uh, there's Pokemon that I would think should be rare spawns like Golurk. And in the beginning of the game, there's like, you might see one roaming the wild area and it's high level. And I think that's fine. And it's next to like a ruin. So it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's next to that like sunken castle spire in the beginning. But you cross the Lake of Rage and under the white, right, under the white, under the white whale of fucking planet, under the right weather circumstances, there'll be like 50 fucking Golurk bobbling around. Like there's too many. Like you don't need that many. Like it, all it does is make you let you power level. Uh, it doesn't like make the world feel more alive. It makes it feel more crowded. And I'll say the same. Like I thought Gyarados would be a rare spawn in the water there, but they're freaking everywhere. You can get a Gyarados no problem. Yeah. So I wish there was um, more of a distinction between rarer Pokemon and like some of them didn't even seem to match. Like. I don't know, like, you have a shitload of Golurk, a shitload of Garbodor, and a shitload of, uh, 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 oh crap, what's that one guy called? Uh, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, Drapion. So you have all three of these, these high-level Mons, like, and they're just packed into very small grass areas. And I thought that was kind of great for leveling, but it doesn't make the world feel better it makes it just feel too much like too crowded like if there was like one or two golurk around those uh stonehenge looking things i'd be totally cool because there is like one eevee evolution that floats around there every once in a while and i think that's cool but you go across the lake there and there's a whole bunch of stuff based on the weather um i don't know what do you think yeah, I mean, the, it, it is overcrowded, too. I mean, because, I mean, as fast as you can travel from area to area, I mean, I feel like the, it was over, it's overpacked, and it kind of makes it kind of redundant. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with that when, they're, when it's all low-level Pokemon, like, you know, Krabbies or whatever. Like, I'm fine with that because there's a lot of baby crabs on the beach, you know? I'm okay with that. Yeah. But when it's, like, a lot of high-level dudes, it just seems out of place. Uh, anyway, yeah, got some dittos, did some breeding. Um, I really went hard, not at this point in my playthrough. Like, I did some more of the gym stuff, but I did go hard on filling out the Pokédex, and I'm over 300 now. Um, I put the game down for a couple days, but I'm going to be playing some more today. But I went hard on that Pokédex, and it, whew, it's a, it's a chore. It really is. But it's, it's fun. Like I, at no, at no point was I uh, 
fatigued from catching new Pokemon. Because it's always, for me anyway, I'm a Dex player. It's always fun to fill the Dex. It's always fun to hatch. And thank God breeding doesn't take that long because I was hatching eggs left and right. Uh, yeah. Filling out holes. But now I'm going to need you, Wes, pretty soon to help me fill some more holes. Yeah, I need to get back on there and start going to catch some version exclusives. That sounds terrible, what I said. Wes? <laughs> yep, I didn't jump in on that. Speaking of which, I don't remember who started it, but there is an initiative uh, for Christmas Day where kids all over the world would be getting, most likely, you know, a lot of them will get a Nintendo Switch and Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, to put in random trades good Pokemon, whether it's uh, starters or version level uh, what was that? Version exclusives? Yeah, versions exclusives, absolutely, or or even more sought after kind of late game Pokemon like Dino or uh, Larvitar, things like that. Like nothing like crazy, like not your Zacian or Zamazenta, but you know, just stuff like that, just to like as like a kind of Christmas gift for kids on Christmas Day, and I, I fucking love it. It's fucking awesome. I got a bunch of Dinos. Uh, I'm not going to be on all day giving away a hundred of them, but, you know, I'm going to throw a bunch of them out there. And, uh, yeah, thanks for... Thanks for... Oh, wait, did I get the Dino? Or did you get the Dino? No, you gave me the Larvitar. I got the Dino. So thank me for doing that. You're Santa Claus. I gave you the Larvitar. You gave me the Larvitar, which I have a Tyranitar, and I love him. Uh, anyway, moving on back to the game. Uh, you go to Spikemuth. And I continue to love, absolutely love Team Yell. They are the most innocent of bad guys. They're not even bad guys. They're just. And I love that Gem City. That was cool too. The city, I love the style of it, but it. I was very disappointed that there's like nothing to explore there. Like it's just a two D plane where you don't get to go. Like I wanted to go throughout that whole city. But they had the best invisible wall block ever. Oh, you're right. A, a wonderful nod to let uh, Detective Pikachu with Mr. with uh, Cantonian Mr. Mime there, keeping you blocked away. That was awesome. Um, a very nice nod. I really enjoyed that. But, I mean, that was the best way ever to block a block a path, in my opinion. And all paths should be blocked like that. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even gonna uh, to complete. I, I agree with you. Instead of just Don't having. Instead of just having like the random person like saying, "No, you can't go down this street. There's no power or something." Yeah, I mean, you put up Mr. Mom with the invisible wall. You don't hit him in this game, but in like other games, like open world games, like Skyrim and stuff, eventually you hit like an invisible wall where you can't go anymore. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> this is the only acceptable invisible wall to keep you from progressing. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that city. I just wish there was more to explore. There's nothing after you beat the gym leader Pierce. There's literally nothing to do there. There's you know one Poke Center, and that's it, man. There, there's a guy you can trade uh, an Obstagoon for a Cantonian Mister Mime, and like that's really it. Uh, I will say Pierce himself is I like him as a character. I really do. Um, but man, this game needs like some voice acting. Like the the sound direction on Piers is bizarre because he's supposed to be like singing a, a rock song or whatever, but the music does not 
accurately portray that energy and it just kind of falls flat on its face. It's kind of a bummer. What'd you think? I actually thought he was a chick at first. It's 2019. Don't matter. You are whatever you want to be. Until she actually called him her brother and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought overall the experience in Spike Myth, I thought that was a great um, a break from the formula of the rest of the gyms where you go to the town, you do that challenge or whatever, and you fight the gym leader and these big things because you're not in like a big arena you uh which i do love that but i like that they broke it up a little bit you're not in a big arena you're not dynamaxing uh to beat the guy um so i thought it's just it was a nice break to the rest of the the game there um getting to that point uh then you move on there's i mean there's some stuff that happens like just past the tunnel there's more allegedly more dynamaxing pokemon that Leon's got us, got to stop. Which would have been really cool to see these Godzilla-esque Dynamax Pokemon like in like in the wild, like just wreaking havoc. That would have been really cool to see. But you're always there, like after it's over. Time for a cutscene or something, yeah. Yeah, cutscene. That's that's all you need. You don't need to like get stepped on by by a fucking beware that's Dynamax or something. The Pokemon never been known for is to having cutscenes. Right. Um. I am really impressed with this game overall in terms of it, the direction it's going. It's definitely a step in the right direction as far as narratives go. Um, it's not particularly well-written compared to other RPGs, um, but I think it's definitely a growing step in the right direction towards making me give a damn about anything that happens in a Pokemon story. Because typically, I do not care. Um, and, I, and saying that I care about this story is a bit much, but it's definitely better, I feel like. Even though Hop's annoying, and there's little things here and there that I'm just kind of like, what, really? But uh, last gym leader. Uh, by the way, Wes, did you did you finish the story? Um, no, I'm on the road to the uh, end game challenges. End game challenges. So you have to. So you beat I, the last gym leader. Uh, yeah, I've gotten all the gym leader and all the gym badges. Okay, so you're going to do the last tournament there um to beat that part of the game yes okay so that's probably where we'll stop then so uh i, I don't know how to say his name but rain or rahane he is the last gym leader uh the dragon guy let me just say i love this this battle because this was the first time i felt challenged um his his gym challenge was but before i get to it his gym challenge was really underwhelming you fight three of his apprentices like in a castle keep and it's just really underwhelming but his fight specifically is pretty dope uh i love his personality because like he's really nice but then when he gets to battling he's like in rage mode and he's just like almost manic with the, his way he looks and as he throws pokeballs and stuff you see his little rotom foam zip around and take uh selfies of him which was a really nice touch i thought is a very small thing small detail but I want to see more small details like that in battles to help them differentiate trainers. Like they already kind of started to do it because main characters or, or gym leaders had different ways of, you know, just starting the battle and throwing their pokeballs. Even uh, Beatty, 
BD started off like he flipped his hair in like a really arrogant way. And then as you go on, he kind of changes like I don't want to spoil it because you're getting to the end. So you'll see. But stuff like that, like even Hop, Hop change changes throughout the game uh, as it progresses. He changes the way he throws his Pokeball out. So it's it's a really, really small detail towards like character development. But it's there and I noticed it and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that, that rain battle was, I thought was really epic. I love that when I changed the weather to my advantage, uh, rain took note of it in the battle and said, so like, like, Hey, that was pretty smart of you to change the weather. Like, I really appreciate the small things like that. It feels more like a trainer battle instead of just two Pokemon duking it out and not, and people standing behind them. It felt more alive, I guess. Uh, but at this point, I went back to the wild area because I thought I was strong enough, and I finally caught that damn Komo-O-O that kept fucking chasing me around the wild area. So I added him to my team, and he's still one of my mains. Komo-O is an awesome, awesome Hawaii dragon, and I love him. What would you think of that rain fight, though? It was... Wait, no, I ain't got to the rain fight yet. That's the last gym leader. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Leon's rival. Yeah, the, the double battles, yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, his... his uh, it was good. I mean... It wasn't my fa uh, favorite of the match. I mean, I, I did like the... Uh, I mean, I still, I still like the... The team yell gym leader that that I still like that whole setup, but that was just my favorite. But the fact uh, that they, I think that one would have been I would have liked that one more. I like that it was different, um, and I like that it was part of his town's history and his character. That hey, we're this poor town that doesn't have an arena, so we can't Dynamax, and he personally doesn't like Dynamaxing because it doesn't feel. It kind of feels like cheating, like it's not pure a pure Pokemon battle. I appreciate that his his gym challenge reflect reflected that, uh, but I think because fighting him was so easy that it it didn't like if it had been like challenging, like legitimately challenging. I think I would that would have probably been my favorite as well. But Rain's Rain was underwhelming in all aspects except the actual fight itself which is where I think it counts the most. The actual fight itself was epic, and it was so much fun. Like, he had me on the ropes for a minute. Oh, I mean, well, his, his fight just was really easy. Didn't... I, I struggled. Uh, I managed to be, I think I only had a couple Pokemon left, and I was on his last guy. Uh, and I'll say, like, even if you have, like, a level 100, the, their dudes will still, like, deal a lot of damage to you. With, well, when they hit their attacks, they hurt. I think I only have one level seventy and another one that was level sixty-five, and the rest were in the sixties. But you said I'm gonna circle. I'm gonna circle back around to what you're saying right now. But um, that Rahain, like it just it felt epic. Like I was in almost desperation mode. I went Phantom Force on Golurk, and that landed the killing blow. And and it made for. It just was a. It was very fun and relieving, and I was legitimately like happy, excited, like, like hey, this was kind of challenging. I'm glad 
that it was, and I beat it. So I felt accomplished. I was going to put a pin in that, and like, Rahane was the first time I, I, I struggled a bit, and then I struggled at the end of the tournament, which you're about to get to. Uh, and then there's a couple other places where I really struggled in battles. Um, but it seems like you and Taylor have no problem, and other people too, have no problems just breezing through the whole game. And I'm like, what the fuck am like? So that's a testament to how bad I am at Pokemon training, apparently, because oh, no. I'll have a level 100 bolt and he'll get hit by a neutral move and he'll still lose like half his health. And I'm like, what the hell? Certain like team setups are just good. And if you go with those team setups, then you're golden. And well, I don't have like weak Pokemon. Like I said, I, I'm I'm rolling with like Golurk and Como, uh, like strong dudes. I got Bolton in there. I mainly got him because I wanted to, you know, to paralyze wild Pokemon. But he still hits like a like a freight train with his wild charge, um, which also hurts me. That might be a part of it. But it just seems like I struggled more than the rest of you. Like. You guys are like way better. Well, like, well, I, like I know my Axorus, like he just decimates things. Even if they're not weak against him, he just kind of decimates. And I mean, there's certain encounter. Like sometimes I'll run into something that he doesn't do well against, and then you know, then I'll switch out to another one, and he just does. Then I dump Axorus in favor of Como. I like, just love him. Toxicity. He is insanely. I mean, he's a little bit like weak defensively but he can dish out some damage i also boxed my toxicity after i got him because yeah. i'm talking like and i mean it's not as good in the, the team battles because a lot of his stuff on aoe moves and can't hit your own opponents but like when he's in a solo battle and you use boom burst and like boom burst is like a normal move and it's 140 attack power it, it can i mean even if they're not super effective some most of the time it'll one shot things around his level i'm just curious uh you got your switch nearby uh yeah that's next to me grab it i want to see who's in your team right now well i have to take it out of its case that's fine is that a fancy new charizard case baby yes it was the gift <laughs> Woo! i got wes a charizard case for a switch no more just keeping it all willy nilly in his uh, in his uh, glove box container. Okay, what's in my team? I can't. I'm gonna sound like such a noob. What button is it to get to the menu? Y or X? Yeah, it's not working. I'm sitting here hitting the button and nothing's happening. X ain't working. It's not working. My controller like not working. Well, does your controller power it up? Because your controllers have their own battery levels. There it is. It took it a minute to wake up. God, that's another thing. Switch well, drives me nuts. You have to hit the same button multiple times in a row on your controller to wake it up. Well, it worked when I when I entered the game. I had to hit the button three times, and then it didn't work in game for a minute. That's a small complaint I have with this. This console drives me insane. But I, don't I got my team. I don't think this is the setup that I. This isn't the setup that I go with anything. Right now, I mean, I start off with I got I got a Haxorus, and uh -huh. he, he's beastly. Then I what got a he's level seventy three. Okay. And then I got Toxicity. He's level seventy. And then I have an Inteleon, and he's level seventy. Then I have an Oranga Guru, 
and he's level 77. Ooh, you're going to have to make me one of those. Then I also have a Cinescorch who's level 65. And for the, and then I have a Larvitar that's level 1, but that was because I was hatching eggs, and he's typically not in my team. But right, but who, who would that one be in your team that's... Uh... Typically, it would be... I mean, oh, it would typically be uh, Shinotic. Shinotic? Trying, oh, that's that. That's your little it, alien dude. The, the alien crown mushroom looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at this point, um, I've left uh, Runarigus uh, in the dust too, even though he's probably my favorite early game main. Um, there were just guys that did some things better than him, and, and so I kind of boxed him for a while. Uh, right now I'm rolling. Keep in mind, I beat the game, so I have a level 89 Zashien. Uh, really, really hard to argue. Like, it's a really strong Pokemon. We'll get into that later. Uh, but, you know, different, the next episode, we'll get into that. Um, but my team at this late game, ignoring the Zacian thing. Yeah, I'll just go back to my, my uh, team there. Uh, Bolton was level 100. Uh, Colossal is, he's level 78, so I think he was probably around level 70 at the time. Uh, rolled with Colossal. Um, also, another one of my favorites from this gen. Uh, Makomo is level 67. At the time, I think he was probably around 65 or something. I also caught a Bergmite on Route 9, which I evolved to level 67. Um, he was probably around 65 or so when I fought Rain. Uh, I knew he had the Dragon type, so I, 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 he actually, without him, I probably would have been screwed. Um, so, Avalug. Aces, baby. My Golurk's level 70. He was probably 65, 7, 8, somewhere around there when I was going through that last challenge. Uh, so it sounds like I'm kind of under-leveled. I was under-leveled at the time compared to you. I think Maybe your the team was under-leveled. I, th I think you just had two highs and then the rest were under-leveled. It, it kind of seems that way. Because uh, I, I, I spread my candies around a little bit more. Well... I didn't get access to those candies until after I got the um, the Nintendo Online account. Like, I just didn't get as many. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was doing it the old-fashioned way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I also had my Meowstic level 70 now. At the time, it was probably around level 65 uh, when I was going through the challenge there. Also, my all-time favorite Pokemon ever. And I think that's going to round out my team. I'm... Uh, <clears throat> I can't. I don't know if that's five or six, but I, I typically ran with like five mains, and the sixth one I kind of just swapped out as I thought were necessary yeah, for the most part. Most people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, like, for most of the game, I brought the you know Corviknight because Corviknight. I think Corviknight's a cool Pokemon, but I mean, I started getting into where I wasn't using them much in battle, and so I switched them out with something else. Same for Galissapod and Runigerus, um, and some of the other ones as well, um, for me. But something I'm working on, I'm work like some, a, a big weak spot for me is I do not have like a good grass attacker. So I've been working on a Leafeon. Well, see that. See that's why I have my Shinotic. He's gra he's grass and fairy, so he's yeah. got got a really really good fairy move, and then like three grass moves. And I got, 
I got one of those late game. I, there was one just wandering around the wild area. So I got one that way. But, you know, this is the first thing I got in the wild was I got a more low from a, like a little one star raid. And yeah. he like pretty much stayed with me. Same with my Axorus. So I got him as an Axel and he just kind of stayed. That's how I got my Yamask. So always fun when you get like an attachment to an early game Pokemon that way. It makes them more, feel more personal. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I tend to stick with the ones I catch early on and start using in the gym battles, except for like a few that are like, you know, your everyday Pokemon. Well, sure. like, I, like I still keep the starter on my team, even though I don't like them. I haven't switched them out with another water Pokemon. Oh, shizzle. Uh, let's see here. What's my Pokedex at right now? Mm, what's your... I have been working on a seismitoad that I'm probably going to switch my Inteleon out for. I'm sitting at 313. Oh, God. I'm way behind you. Uh, uh, is that or seen? Uh, we're both way behind Taylor. She is at, I think she's almost done. Like, the only thing she needs are some version exclusives and some legendaries. Because I, last I talked to her, I don't think she, I think she was in the same boat as you. She had, she beat the gym challenge, but she was not beat with the game. So let's so are, move on. Are you mm -hmm. talking about caught or seen? Because I've caught 200 and seen 293. I'm talking about caught. Well, I've caught 200. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Uh, after beating Rain, you have to go to the last city, which is basically London. Let's be honest. Um, I don't want to get too, too much into it uh, because you haven't experienced it yet. It's different for sure. The game carries on this side narrative of the uh, league commissioner and Oleana doing their thing with the energy crisis. That's not really a crisis. Uh, and I will say, go ahead and say that the, the last thing that you're about to walk into is a tournament. And it features a tournament of all the gym leaders. And it puts you and Hop... And it's like you, it's supposed to be all the gym trainers that um, made it this far in the gym challenge, plus the gym leaders. So yeah. it's a big tournament. You're going to have to fight your way through. Uh, it's actually really cool. I really like the system. And after you beat it, after you beat all of it, you can, kind of like the Elite Four, you can go back and do it all over again for rewards. Um, and I really like the tournament format. I think it's interesting. And I think it's a good way to uh, keep battling those fun gym leaders. Like uh, when I went through a second time, I had to face Nessa and B again, as well as a random, just a random gym challenger. So it was really cool. I love that format. I hope they, man, I don't want them to do the exact same thing for the next game, but I really, I really like the iteration this time around for that. I want more cutscenes and voice acting for the next game. That's what I want. I want voice acting for sure. Uh, more voice acting. More voice acting. For the love of God, it needs it. It really needs it. And some better sound direction. I can live with the Pokemon cries being sort of digitized. I can live with that, you know? It'd be nice if they actually sounded, you know, a bit more real. But I understand if you have 800 Pokemon in the game or whatever. Well, this one's like 400-some, right? Is it 400-some or 800? I can't remember. 90-something with, like, I think 60 
or 60 or something coming later. Yeah. So I can get why you can't have like a voice file for each individual one. It's a switch. It's not a freaking Xbox one X or PlayStation five, whatever. But yeah, like digitized, digitized cries I'll live with, but yeah, voice acting. It needs it. It really needs it. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, look, so, at, look at fire the Fire Emblem Three Schools. It had a ton of cutscenes, a ton of voice acting, and it, and honestly, better graphics in a lot of places. Than if we're talking about wish list, I think that the console is sophisticated enough that if they had spent more time on the game, they could have gotten the entire Pokédex in this game. Well, I. Th- I, I I think po- the Pokemon's problem is is that they live by the thing that they got to do one game a year no matter what, and that skews games' qualities. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they had more time and they wanted to, I think that they, they could have fit the whole decks yeah, in this game. But that, that applies to more than just you know Pokemon. That even goes as far as your Call of Duties and everything like that. That's why a lot of times things feel reused and they don't revamp much. Same with your Maddens and stuff like that. That's why you only get very limited changes between the games because they're pumping them out every single year. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, With you all the way. So that's where we're going to leave off right here. We're going to leave off at the tournament. Uh, Wes, you're going to beat the game within the next couple weeks? Yeah, I should be able to beat it this week. Yeah, and next episode we'll get Taylor on for sure, uh, get her impressions on the game as well. It'll be nice to have her on the show. Uh, people that don't know Taylor know that she's the one that started Let's Die, the Hitler's Her's Guide to the Apocalypse the Podcast. Shameless plug, hashtag baby. Um, which, by the way, check out that show. It's fantastical. Yep. We got a Santa Claus versus Santa Claus episode coming up with Deva, and it's going to be fun. Um, what Sounds else? Like yeah. So expect Taylor as soon as we get her on here. We'll have it. We'll we'll go over the post the post tournament that you're talk that you're at right now, and then the post game story, which exists and is a thing, and it will blow your brains apart because you're like, what the fuck is happening? Because you think it might be over, but that shit ain't over. And we'll get to that. We'll talk about legendaries like Zacian and Zamazenta. And the big bad will, yeah, we'll go, we'll go over all that stuff. Um, Battle Tower, all those late game fun things. And thank you so much for listening. If uh, you wouldn't mind, please leave us a rating and review. It's very, very nice. Uh, Wes. Yes. Do I got anything you need to plug? Uh, Happy birthday to the Pokemon. Happy birthday to my mom. It's her okay. birthday today. I'm going to have this episode finished and uploaded today, the day we record it. Happy birthday to my mom. I love you. Actually, let's sing happy birthday to my mom. She listens to everything. You ready? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You're not singing. you. <laughs> happy birthday, dear mom. Happy birthday to you. You suck, Wes. Oh, real quick. I forgot. Uh, we got so tied up in, in Sword and Shield stuff, we forgot to talk about Pokemon Go. So, Community Day yesterday, how'd you do? I did not be really bother. 
honestly. I brought it up a couple times and didn't get no shot. It just didn't appeal to me this year, this this event. I will say we went to the mall, and when we went for Totodile uh, earlier in the year, there was it was it was insane how many like they really fucked up the spawn spawns. Not a lot spawns there. Like I definitely did not catch and if I had started with zero candies, I did not get enough of different Pokemon to evolve them all the way. I absolutely did not. Even if I pine up everything, I did get eight shinies, which seems to be a lot compared to our the rest of our group. Um, including back-to-back Torchic Shinies, which is weird. But uh, it, just, it just didn't appeal to me because where we've done all the community days, it just, yeah. like, have most But it's nice, it's nice for people, new people, uh, like Andrea, that, who's been that, on... That have missed one, yeah, that have missed a community yeah. day. Yeah, it's great yeah, for that. Uh, Andrea and Matt. Andrea's been on the show. She started playing late in the year, so it's nice for her to be able to get a few that she didn't get earlier in the yeah, year. Sure, yeah, we have right. a few friends like that. Um, well, one that attended all of them is just kind of eh, it's it's a good one to take off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I think it's fine except the spawns. Like, there's not there's just not enough. There really just is not enough. Maybe it's different in a big city where there's like a thousand stops, but for us in the mall there, there's like. <sighs> three stops in a gym and we just didn't get very much like i'm not going back to the mall today i'm probably just going to stay in town and just mill about around the post office or something yeah uh there's more pokemon go news but i would advise you to check out pokemon go radio friends of the show they they're going to go in more in depth of that we're going to keep and you know we're not doing a random pokemon obviously today or the next time because we're still going to be on this sword and shield grind. So, yeah. That's all. I just wanted to check in on how you were doing with Community Day. Yep, that's, yeah. Uh, pretty much taking a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's call it. We'll do next year. We're also going to do, like, predictions for what we think is coming to Pokemon Go next year. Uh, but we'll do that probably next episode. Within the next two episodes, we'll do that. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. Well, everybody, again, thanks for listening. I know I already went through all the end credits and stuff, but thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Good luck catching all them shinnies today, and happy birthday, Mom. Love you. Bye. Say bye, Wes. Have a good one. And don't forget, after you catch them all, Darkrai will complain that he's not in the game at all. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's Die, the His vs. Hers Guide to the Apocalypse and Pokemon After Dark Raw. Check our description for links to all the things, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our TeePublic store at tpublic.com slash user slash teamcyanide. Also, there's a link to our new YouTube that has a back catalog of all of our episodes. That's it. See you later. Bye.